0: Hello, I'm Jo Fay, and this is a Swiss Info podcast. Swiss Info is the multilingual and international public media company of Switzerland. Welcome to our last episode on the science scene in Davos. Today we're talking to a young team of researchers working on developing true artificial intelligence – which they claim doesn't yet exist. What true AI is, and how they go about finding it, is all in this episode. In case you're wondering, the script for this podcast was definitely not written by an AI chatbot, but do you think you would have spotted it if it was? Systems like ChatGBT generate remarkably human-like results, But how intelligent are they really? Last winter, our science journalist Sarah Ibrahim and Michaeli Andina visited Lab 42 in Davos. The experts there want to better understand the fundamentals of human intelligence. They're convinced that decoding the human brain is the key to developing AI and help humanity solve big issues like the climate crisis or finding cancer treatments. Over to Sarah. How good
1: is artificial intelligence today? Will AI soon replace human intelligence? Real artificial intelligence doesn't even exist yet. A system that thinks and acts like us simply doesn't exist. And that's where our research goes. That was Daniela Sutter, Chief Operating Officer from Lab 42. The Davos-based laboratory is looking for new approaches to AI. Instead of focusing on deep learning, Lab42 tries to understand the principles of human intelligence. We met the Lab42 team at a gala dinner in Zurich.
2: We observe gaming behaviour of talents all over the world.
1: This is Pascal Kaufmann, LAB42 CEO and Founder.
2: We contact people who rank very high in ranking lists, or people from talent competitions, high IQ societies, or people who have good degrees, so-called artificial intelligence enthusiasts. We invite them to Davos for several weeks or months to do research with us. We have lots of questions about AI, about brain code, about the principles of intelligence. Our approach is different from the American or Chinese approach, based on deep learning and brute force computing. Our aim is to hack the principles of intelligence, We should require less computational power once you've figured it out. I think this is Europe's chance for a breakthrough, not with a lot of computers, but with quality.
1: We want to understand the principles of human intelligence and then recreate them in an artificial system. We believe there are many intelligent people out there, each with a piece of the puzzle to understand this. We would like to bring them together in order to take this step
3: together.
2: Currently we have over 110 teams from all over the world who want to achieve a world record in AI. There are tests that no algorithm in the world can crack, not even ChatGPT or the other frameworks. It's recognized that if you could do that, you'd be at the forefront of artificial intelligence. Hmm,
1: This made us curious. What are these tests that AI can solve? We called up Rolf Filster, Lab42's research director. Okay, perfect. Yes, I can mm. see it.
3: Okay, so here on the we have a few explanations and also further resources for ARC.
1: So just to explain what's going on, Rolf is sharing his screen with me and takes me through lab 42s online ARC challenge. ARC stands for abstraction and reasoning corpus. The challenge consists of tasks for both humans and AI to solve.
3: And each task requires another solution and the idea is that you have two examples here. And you always see that some input is transferred to some output.
1: What Rolf calls an input is an image of a grid with a pattern made up of light blue squares. The output image next to it shows the same pattern, but has some dark blue squares added to it. There are two such input-output examples.
3: And now you have here this test task and you have to add for the test also the solution.
1: The actual test then gives you a third input pattern and asks you to complete the output image based on the two given examples. But
3: if we then also add it here, for example, it says that it's correct.
1: Each task shows a new grid of patterns with different colors and new problems to solve. The tasks also become more and more challenging.
3: we have 1,000 different tasks like this and so each requires a new solution, but all of them are happening in this very simple, let's say, world. And yes, in these
1: challenges, normally it's a machine who has to solve these.
3: Mm-hmm, exactly. So it can be solved both by humans and machines. And humans can solve an average 80% of the tasks. So some humans can solve only 60%, others can solve almost 100%. And the best AI approach, which we have so far, can solve only 20%. Really? Mm-hmm. And
1: so, I mean, your your objective is to find the best AI approach?
3: Exactly. The idea is that if you are able to develop an AI system, which is able to abstract or generalize, for example, that it's able to understand research papers, and by that then come up with good ideas on its own. And it says, for example, hey, how about creating this protein and checking out whether it works or not for, uh, for example, healing a disease or so on. And there's already a bit of focus in that area, but I believe if we are able to develop some AI, which has some understanding of the world, then there can be much more progress.
1: Because at the moment, AI cannot generalize, can just perform some tasks, but it's hard to ask to an AI to generalize, right?
0: Mm.
3: And one also never knows whether the results are really well confirmed or not. And so, for example, if you are chatting with ChatGPT, it gives you so often an answer which sounds reliable, but then if you do some research on it, you find out that half of it is completely wrong and it just sounds reliable. So I think ChatGPT is even, I would say, dangerous because it sounds like a person who knows a lot and so you start trusting it. But the problem is, it also tells you a lot of rubbish and it's just trained on millions or even billions of texts, but it doesn't understand what it's talking about. And so, for example, if you ask it whether an elephant fits in a suitcase, it says yes. And there are tons of these examples because it doesn't know that the elephant is very large and the suitcase is way smaller to, compared to an elephant. And as long as we don't have an AI which has this understanding of the world, it will always fail.
1: So what are Lab 42's ultimate goals? We're back at the Gala event with Daniela and Pascal. Once we have human-level AI, we want to use it for humanity, for the big problems that we can't solve alone, but have to solve together. Can you give a specific example? Environment is an issue, or medicine? There are many areas such as rare diseases or cancer research.
2: Our goal is to hack this brain code and to understand the principles of intelligence in order to revolutionize cutting-edge research. Mainly we'd like to revolutionize medical research. We need a breakthrough in the field of AI. And I believe the only way to do that is by working together. One person alone can't crack it. Thousands, even hundreds of thousands of scientists have to work together. And that's what Lab 42 does. And maybe one day we'll even become the largest AI lab in the world.
1: So we don't have to worry about AI in the future. We need to be concerned if artificial intelligence falls into
2: the wrong hands, and right now I'm worried. But that motivates us so that Europe and
0: Switzerland can lead the field. To read Sara's article about Lab 42 or see Michele's short video, go to Swissinfo.ch and search for Science Davos. And Michaeli Andina is in the studio with me today. Michaeli. we haven't heard directly from you in these audio episodes, but you were on location with Sarah filming and recording. And I really wondered, after listening to all of these, what impressed you the most from what you saw while putting this series together? Was there something that personally really grabbed your attention?
2: Well, most of all, I think it was a big surprise, you know, to find all these top research institutes up there. I've been to Davos many times for skiing or doing some filming on skiers and skiing. And uh, Davos was, of course, has been famous for a long time for, for tuberculosis treatments. But uh, yeah, it was surprising to find other fields like AI, like, uh, you know, bone surgery, which is not so obvious for it to be up there.
0: No, not at all. And that was something that really surprised me, actually, because I've visited Davos a few times and read a lot about its history in terms of medical treatments. But for this to be a place that is at the forefront of technology and research into these fields like AI and so on was really unexpected for me, I must say. So thank you, Michele. Uh, it's been great learning about all of these fascinating areas of research right here in Switzerland. This was our final episode about science in Davos. We'll continue bringing you selected Swissinfo audio on this channel, and we'll be back soon with more Science with a Swiss Connection. Next time, we're headed to one of Switzerland's most intriguing sites, CERN in Geneva. The European Organisation for Nuclear Research is home to the Large Hadron Collider, a 27-kilometre underground ring on the border between France and Switzerland. It's built for smashing particles. Now, scientists at CERN are working on a new collider that will be much, much bigger. This episode was recorded and edited by our science and video journalist Michaeli Andina. For more content, visit our website swissinfo.ch. I'm Jo Fay. Thanks for listening.
4: Hello, I'm Imogen Folks from Swiss Info's Inside Geneva podcast. On February 24th, 2022, Russia attacked Ukraine. The invasion caused Europe's largest refugee crisis since World War II. And during the year long conflict, tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of people, soldiers and civilians, have been killed. Over the past year, a number of episodes of Inside Geneva have looked at the heavy humanitarian toll of the war and its wider implications for the world. We've been joined by historians and international human rights experts to ask about the background to the invasion. We've talked to major U.N. aid agencies about how the war in Ukraine is impacting other humanitarian crises. And we've asked if sanctions or war crimes investigations can stop or at least limit this conflict. If you're particularly concerned by the war in Ukraine, do listen to these episodes. You can find Inside Geneva free to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google and all your usual podcast apps.